Hi folks, this is Bud Hughes, and it's time to raise the door on another edition of Bud's Garage. Hang on, you're now part of the fastest hour in radio, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and more. Locally owned family businesses with over 120 years of combined experience. CarQuest nationally branded auto parts and warranties, and Oakwood Tire's wide selection of the best tire brands available. Local professionals to help you find the parts or tires you need, help you get them installed, and back on the road with a smile. Find out more at completeautoparts.net or oakwoodtire.com. On today's show, Kyle Petty previews the 2024 NASCAR season. Tim previews the VinFast lineup and the history of PB Blaster. All that and a whole bunch more informative automotive buffoonery with Bud and Tim right now on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN. Always here, always local. Welcome in, folks. This is Bud Hughes, resident Carnot, and Tim DePasquale, a poster to the stars. Tim, how you doing today? Man? I'm good, Bud. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm excited. We, yeah. got, we got Kyle Petty with us for two segments today. Wow. You know, as we lead into February here and the mm-hmm. Daytona 500, uh, later in the month, uh, David Reagan will be in, Larry McReynolds, all, all those good folks. And... Uh, Brandon Hutchinson from okay. Atlanta Motor Speedway. Yeah, good yeah. old Brandon. He'll be in, and we're going to be doing a podcast with him, too, uh, mm-hmm. towards as we get closer to the, the race in uh, in Atlanta here. So that's uh, all right. it's the weekend of the 24th, so mm-hmm. it'll it'll all be good. What you been up to on the tractor? Tractor. Right? Tractoring. Yeah, that's what yeah. I do. Oh. I get out in the woods. I'm having a ball. I'm cutting up dead wood that's already trees that are laying on the ground and cutting them up and dragging them to the fire pile and making huge fires and it's it's just a grand time when, when are you gonna invite us over and we'll board? well as soon as we get all the boxes unpacked and a few and of the pictures them, right? hung yeah. and we burn the boxes <laughs> right right this i had no idea it was going to take this long to get i gotta ask you yeah did you go out and use any wd-40 on the tractor after last week's <laughs> show <laughs> no Okay. Well, today we're going to talk I didn't, about. I didn't want to talk about PB blaster today. <clears throat> okay. Well, that's see, that's a whole different story. I use lots of PB blaster. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you you don't keep a can in the bathroom, do you? No, okay. I don't because Jody doesn't want me to track up the floor with my muddy boots. Oh. Okay. So I have to keep it in the garage, anyways. Yeah. But I use it all the time. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's very interesting how it came about and what it gets used for yeah. nowadays and all the other stuff they've got. That's. That's pretty crazy. We had a couple emails. Um, people were asking us about the story we did on the Twill uh, a few weeks ago. And uh, as soon as I got home, it was just, just kind of serendipitous, I guess. I got home, and I'm, I'm doing research for next week's show. Uh-huh. And uh, there's airless tires, the good, the bad, and the ugly okay. on there. And we talked about some of it, but I wanted to address, address it a little bit more. The thing that stuck out to me after we did the, the story was... You explained how the tire is actually made. Right? Mm-hmm. It's got the, it's got a wheel that's part of the tire. Right. And then it's got a center section. A hub. A hub. Yeah, well, I guess you'd call it that. Yeah. Well, oh, that's. It, you but know. where you would normally have a wheel, you've got bands of of it's like polymer gr- material, like a grid. So you can't actually <clears throat> control the ride quality. Mm-hmm. What you got is what you got. Right. So that's a disadvantage to these things. Mm-hmm. One of the, the big advantages of of these is you don't get punctures in them. No, you don't. And one of the bad sides of 
tires with air in them is a lot of the punctures can't be fixed. Yeah. So they're saying that, you know, it's going to cut down on waste at some point in time. At some point in time. However, I hope I am not alive when these things start getting put on cars because I've got so many questions about, okay, every manufacturer, well, not every manufacturer, yeah, but most of I them know where use you're going. a different bolt pattern. Yep. So, like the picture that you gave me in the original article for a BMW showed a metal hub cover right. that the twill was attached to. So then my question is, does that rest of that twill, does that hub get reused and the rest of the twill gets somehow mounted to it? If you do have a damaged wheel at some point, a twill at some point on your travels, what do you do? You got to call the manufacturer. You got to call a wrecker. Someone come and pick you up and take you to the local dealer of whatever kind of vehicle that is, and wait until they order from the warehouse a wheel that fits your car. Or are you going to be able to go to a, a regular tire store and they're going to have them in stock and have some kind of apparatus that mounts the wheel to your hub? I mean, what's there's so many questions about how are these going to work? And no, they won't go flat. But if you curb them, they probably will break. Yep. You know. And I don't see them on tractor trailers. I mean, you know. Oh, God. The, the, you know, you, you guys are running over curbs all the time with tractor trailers. Absolutely. That's something you got to. Right. I, I think it's like everything else. It's new technology. Somebody in a cubicle thought it up. And we can use it in maybe some industrial applications, farming, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Low they're speed great stuff. on yeah. lawnmowers. Because yeah. I've got my... A uh, riding lawnmower now has two flat tires, mm-hmm. and I have to pump them up every time that I want to mow the grass. Well, you, you know, know, so if I for, had that, I probably wouldn't have to. Yeah, but do the, 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 the tweels would not be cheap for your riding lawnmower. Well, nothing is cheap for mm-hmm. anything, bud, you know. Well, you just brought up a whole list of questions about these. I know. So you know what I'm going to do with the list? Oh, what? It's going to be assigned for homework. <laughs> I still assign homework, so... You look all that up and report back okay. to us at some point. In I time, will. Okay. I all will. right. I will. Had yeah. some questions also about automatic transmission fluid changes. All right. Okay. There are specific ways to check your transmission. Check your owner's manual for how to do it. Mm-hmm. All right. Be careful while you're doing it because some of it involves the car running. Um, make sure that your hood is supported properly mm-hmm. so you don't squash yourself while you're trying to get the dipstick out right. some cars don't have a dipstick they, for the automatic transmission yeah. now and for goodness sakes before you dump automatic transmission in your car it's getting like antifreeze mm-hmm. check what you got to use because if you use the wrong stuff oh, you know yeah. you, it's not only you use the wrong color but you're going to screw up the clutches and stuff in the automatic transmission and these automatic transmissions are so computer controlled and stuff now mm-hmm. you get the wrong fluid in it and different slip you know equations going on and it's going to drive your car nuts your mechanic nuts um i would suggest you have professionals do it like the folks at oakwood tire absolutely and you know they get the fluids from complete auto parts uh, Mm and they know what to put in them a lot of your differentials now it's kind of like the automatic transmissions your your differentials and some of your a lot of your standard transmissions are using automatic fluid in them now Uh because the clearances are tighter they've they've got different Heat properties, synthetic property uh, in some of these oils. It's very important to what it goes in, and you better do your homework. 
And the differential is probably the most neglected part oh, of yeah. every Until vehicle. Until it starts leaking out of your wheel bearings. <laughs> you know, nobody pays attention to the diff. Huh. So. What's that noise? Yeah. <laughs> what used to be a ring and pinion, that's the noise. <laughs> or what used to be bearings. But this simple fact that we use synthetics and stuff in these makes them last a lot longer than they used to. Oh, right. So there's there's been a over... Overage of sawdust to put in these because we don't need it anymore, I guess. <laughs> Meanwhile, if you're restoring a classic muscle car, you're not going to go buy sawdust to put in the differential from these guys. No. They are going to have the parts and stuff that you need, and that would be our friends at... The Muscle Car Experts at Year One who provide our podcast. So if you miss any of this great information, you can go to Access WDUN, click the links, hit the buttons, and listen to the show at your convenience, or go to your favorite podcast site and listen to the show anytime you want, brought to you by your Great friends, the muscle car experts at Year One, who are restoring performance. Yes, they are. American performance, and you can now take a breath. That was very good, though. Oh, thanks. I've been practicing. Yeah. The well, goats Casey, are so tired of hearing it. Casey, the goats are so tired. Oh, boy. Oh, well, we will be right back here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk AM 550 and FM 102.9. WDUN. Don't go away. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Oakwood Tire and More and Complete Auto Parts. Locally owned, nationally backed, and happy to serve you. Well, our next guest is a retired NASCAR driver, author, broadcaster, one of the most recognizable broadcast voices, obviously. You'll know when I tell you who this is. Uh, he's a musician, husband, father, friend, and son of Richard Petty. That would be Kyle Petty. Kyle, welcome back into Bud's Garage. Hey, Kyle. Hey, thanks for... Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you guys having me. Well, it's it's always good fun. I, I wanted to, uh, I guess the first thing I want to ask you is, you, have you started book two yet? <laughs> uh, so I wrote book two right alongside book one. That's what and I figured. As as I was with book, yeah, as soon as I was through with book one, I burned book, book two. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's the stories that can never be told. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, that's not I, I tell people, I said... Either I'm going to burn it at some point in time, or I'm going to put a stipulation like um, Mark Twain, when he wrote his uh, autobiography, Right. Um, it couldn't be published for 100 years. That way, um, none of it, <laughs> anybody he insulted, their heirs, their heirs, heirs, and their heirs, heirs, couldn't sue him or his estate or anybody related to him. So that's kind of the way I'm going to have to do it. Uh, that sounds like a good plan. All right. I, you know, I haven't seen much about any big changes to the Gen 7 car other than the new Mustang body. Um, has NASCAR pretty much left the car alone for the season as far as you know? Yes, pretty much. I think they went to, to Phoenix, you know, um, like last, right? And I, early, was it earlier this year? No, I think it was after, probably after Daytona or after Christmas. Right. Uh, before Christmas, right along in there. Um, and they're working on their short track package. Okay. You know, they, they're, they're working on that downforce engine combination, power to, to downforce ratio. Um, and I think that's their, their biggest, their biggest thing that they're, but as far as the basic car, no. Nothing, nothing that a fan will see, nothing that a fan will really notice. Unless, 
it makes the short track racing better. Then you'll notice it. Right. Um, but if it, if it fails, they won't notice it at all. Yeah, I don't think the Mustang, the new body, the uh, dark horse body, is is hugely different uh, aside from the rear quarters. And I guess we'll see when it starts running with the other cars. Yeah, you know it's it's so funny, man. You know they've they've, they've got so many data points and so much information on these things now. Um, visually, you you can't see the difference. You don't know until they run. And even though you know that they try to keep all the cars um, in that in that in that pocket in that same so much front downforce, so much rear, so much overall, so much drag. Uh, they try to keep it in that that range. You know it just. Man, it's 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 a real world when you put it on the racetrack and it works in different ways than oh, what yeah. those numbers tell you oh, sometimes. Yeah. So until they go run it, nobody really knows. You you have a guess, but it's not a perfect guess. This season has seen driver changes, crew chief changes, spotter changes. Are there any big surprises in your view? No, no. You know, I I, I don't think so. Um, for me, I, I you know it's it's a and and this this is it, it's funny you know and, and you you mention them as changes. I, I just mentioned in my mind they're a shuffle. Uh, right. It's, it's still the still the same deck of cards. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's more of a shuffle sometimes than it is really a change. Um, you know, I, I, I thought I thought you know when Kyle Busch went to to Childress that was a change because right. that was that was a start over. That was a reset and let's start over with a different group, but. Most of the stuff we're seeing right now is just more of a shuffle, um, and it's not really it, it's a, it's a personality shuffle, it's an equipment shuffle, it's that kind of shuffle where um, I don't think hopefully I mean you do it because you hope there's a change, you hope there's an improvement, um, but you know the, the 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 that's the best case scenario. Uh, worst case scenario is it just stays the same um, because then you've done everything for naught. Have you have you paid attention? I, it just came across my computer when I was doing research. Connor Zillish, have you paid any attention to him, or, or did he just come out of the blue? Or, or you know, he signed with Trackhouse. Now he looks, uh, you know, he looks like he'll be a real talent. But I don't know much about him. You know, I don't know a lot about him either. Um, and it's it's one of those things where you say. He, did he come out of the blue? You know, I, I like Kosovar, some of those guys. Right, you know yeah. what I mean? They, mm-hmm. they, they've been there and they've been hovering and you, you know they're there, but then all of a sudden they are there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that kind of, sometimes that kind of catches you off guard. Listen, there, I, even, and I hate to say it, but even at 16 years old, there is no thing as an overnight sensation at this point Oh, anymore. no, no, no. You know what I mean? No. Some, somebody's got a, an eye on them. Somebody's paying attention to them. Um, and, and most of the time, it's more than one person. It's not like it used to be when, when Rick hired Jeff Gordon. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, or Jimmy Johnson came along and some of those guys. That's not the way it is anymore. It's, it's, listen, these, these, some of these owners start getting resumes from kids that run bandoleros when they're six, oh, yeah. seven years yeah. old. So yeah. they, they know who's coming. Yeah. And somebody's stuffing their pockets usually. Oh, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. <laughs> All right, some, fo- some folks, including your dad, have expressed higher horsepower packages for the, the Gen 7 car. Has that been tested out so far, as, as you know? No. Yeah. You know, listen, I, I, I don't really think so. And, and here, here's why, you know, it, and this is, this is a sore subject with me. Um, because listen, the days of, the days of 
dropping that thing off in turn one at Atlanta mm-hmm. and having the guts come out of it and you back it in the wall and it rings your bell and you don't know where you're at for a month. Right. Um, those days are gone. They just don't blow up engines anymore. Yeah. And they don't blow up engines because they don't, they don't, they don't press the engines. You right. don't, you don't, you're not, you're not putting it on the absolute limit. Um, and I think that's what some of the older guys and like my dad and even some engine builders, if you talk to them, you know, they'd like to go back. Turn me loose, man. Let me go ahead and build, let me build something to, to try to build something better than what the next guy's built. To try yeah. to do something better. But you, and just like I was talking earlier about uh, the downforce numbers on the cars and where the cars are at. You know, if you keep me in a box, that's, that's where I, I've got to play inside that box. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? And, and I, I hate it, but the sport wasn't built on coloring inside the lines. It was it was it was coloring over the lines a little bit and expanding the lines. <laughs> and we just, and we just can't do that anymore. You know what I mean? So I, I think that's where I think that's where you see these in-car cameras and you see this stuff. Man, you know it's incredibly difficult to drive these things with this lack of horsepower and, and the downforce packages that they run. But you know you look at the in-car camera and it just it sounds incredibly simple. It looks incredibly simple. Um, but I think the older guys would like to see it put back with. More horsepower, a little bit different tire, maybe combination where they were a little harder. Right. Um, put it back in the driver's hands, uh, the seat of his pants, and the, and the and the feeling that he feels in his in his feet while he's on the gas and and having to feather that thing a little bit up off the corner. Have you had a chance to drive the Gen Seven car? No. Okay. And that, I, I drive. Listen. I drive a minivan, and as far as I can tell, it's pretty much the same thing as the Gen 7. Okay. Uh, when, when, when you look at it and you get in it, I got backup cameras, man. I got a, I got a rear camera that tells me what's behind me. I got independent rear suspension and sequential shift. I got it, man. I got a, I got a jamming minivan. So, I mean, it, so it's not it's not the race cars that I grew up with. Right. It's just a different race car. Yeah, and, sure. and, you know, and I'm not saying that I wouldn't like to, to have the opportunity to just see what it feels like, but when I talk to these guys, um, it feels so different than anything that, that they've experienced, uh, especially a guy like Harvick and some of those guys who sure. drove the old yeah. cars. Yeah, the old cars, um, yeah. So much different that it, it would be it would be starting over for somebody like me to jump back in one and even run a few laps. Okay. Track and schedule changes. What do you think of the number of short track uh, super speedways, intermediate tracks, and road courses on the schedule? Are the ratios right? You know what? That's a that's a really good question, and that's not a you know that's a that's a that's a fan question. Mm-hmm. That's not a that because I'm, I'm going to say something. If if and these guys listen, we all pop off about it every now and then, you know. And and but when you really get down into it. Um, if they say, hey, we're going to run 52 weeks and we're going to run this, these racetracks, you're going to say, yes, sign me up, dude. I'm there. Yeah. I'll go. Yeah. Um, you don't care. As mm-hmm. long as they're running a race, you don't care. Mm-hmm. And the driver. Okay. Uh, and it's harder on the teams, but a driver, um, a la you know, Kyle Larson and some of these guys, we see, we see these guys that run six and seven nights a week. They don't care. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. They're, they're ready to go run. They don't care where it's at. So I think that becomes more of a fan question. you got a few minutes. You can hang around with us for another second. Yep. Okay. We'll be right yep. back here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk, WDWN. Always here, always local.
Welcome back into Bud's Garage, brought to you by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and More. From first responders to daily drivers, the parts, tires, and repairs for what our town drives. Well, Kyle Petty has decided to hang over for another segment, and we're going to talk a little more NASCAR racing and what's coming up for the season. Tim, whoop it on us. Okay, Kyle, the dirt track at the Coliseum, it was cool once, pretty big investment on return, and it's in L.A. What's your thoughts on that? I don't know. Um, you know we're here, and and so now we're back to now we're now we're back to to the thing where um, I think NASCAR is trying, and and I listen. I give them huge credit for trying. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We know this is for, and, and we hear it all the time from from you know the NBA and from the NFL. Oh yeah, I know. I got a I got a stadium that that seats eighty thousand people, but I don't have enough luxury suites. You know, so you're going to have to build me a new stadium. You know, are you going to have to build this for me to keep keep this team in town? Mm-hmm. And and my point on that is, there's nobody building new racetracks. You know, we're just not building new racetracks. There's, that's three, four, five hundred million dollar investment. That so nobody's doing that. And you've got to go places. Uh, so and and that because of that because of that, you can only take your sport to certain places. And you know we the, the racetrack there in Southern California, um, Sonoma, which is which is the road course. But you know to, to L.A. proper, there was no racetrack, there was no place. So NASCAR deemed that hey, if you can't come, you won't come to us. We'll come to you, and that's what they did. And I think that part of the the marketing, that part of the strategy, um, was brilliant because you looked at the demographics of the fans that came to that race, and you looked at the people, and you thought, yeah, those are those are not your typical Cup fans. Those are not your typical NASCAR fans. And I think to keep the thing alive and to keep it fresh for a lot of people, um, in the in the L.A. market, man, uh, you got to keep changing it. And, you know, we're we're almost to that point where, you know, Rocky 1 was a big hit. Rocky 6 or 7, not so much. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. We, we may be getting into that Rocky 6 or 7 stage where they've still got that core audience that will come and watch it, but I'm not sure sure how long they're going to keep watching Rocky movies, you know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, but I do believe, I do believe from a marketing standpoint and from a promotional standpoint, to be in that market for NASCAR is extremely important. And there is, there's no better place to go than, than the Coliseum. I mean, if it's good enough for Evil Knievel, it's got to be good enough for us, okay? <laughs> let, me just, let me just go ahead and say that. So it's, it's got to be good enough for us to try at least everything we can uh, to get people in there. Well, we were, uh, we were talking a couple of weeks ago on the show that Roger Penske has uh, mentioned a possible new series uh, similar to the Australian V8 supercars. I don't know that we don't have that already. And, and hybrid power in the near future. Uh, what are your thoughts on that stuff? Yeah, that, that's, that's, I think, God, that's a hard question. You know, because I think we saw all these manufacturers come out a couple of years ago and you know we're going to have a 80 percent electric fleet by you know oh. 2035 and all this stuff and now they're all backing away from those statements um and 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 they are and i, I think i think there is a place um there is a place in motorsports for electric vehicles i don't believe it's the dominant place as of yet um but i think eventually uh if the world keeps changing and things keeps going keep going the way it is uh, it'll become more dominant. Um, but, you know, it, it's, a, it's a funny funny thing, man. Uh, you know, I guess they've got the Formula E. There's a couple of different series that, that do it. 
um, and, and that kind of stuff. I love the supercar stuff. Oh, you know, yeah. Whether it's Australian, whether it's in, yeah. in Europe, I love, I love that kind of stuff. But the car that we've got, we have now, as you say, is I'm not sure that we're not there. We're, de- we're pretty dang close. Um, you know, you look at Gasbergen, who wins at Chicago. Right, pretty yeah. dang close. That's what, that's what he came out of, and he adapted really quick. A phenomenal race car driver, don't get me wrong, but he, he would not have adapted that quick to that antiquated piece we used to run. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It, it, yeah. Was just, it was just a totally different animal. Um, but, you know, I, I, think, I think as you look at it, it's really going to depend uh, in a lot of, a lot of ways um, on, on, you know, what, what fans want to. Um, because I mean, I, I, you know, it, we're back to yeah, listen. The only reason that we have any sport is because of the fan base. Because if fans don't come and watch it, there, there is no sport. It, it's just not going to happen for us. And um, you know, I, I just don't know. I don't know where the, the hybrid. I, I go back to my to my, what my dad said, and I and I will throw this on you. If you go back to the turn of the century, there were steam engines mm-hmm. and there were electric cars even mm-hmm. then there yep. were electric cars even then people trying trying to make electric cars and there were gasoline engines and you know what 120 years ago or 30 years ago the gasoline engine won the race it won out right and that's why we went to gasoline engines nobody wanted steam engines nobody wanted to be riding down the road in their cadillac shoveling coal in the back of it you know what i mean <laughs> that, that just wasn't gonna happen you know what i mean yeah. they went to a gasoline engine and as of yet, no matter who's made a run at the gasoline, at the internal combustion engine, they, they put dents in it, but by God, they hadn't slowed it down any. No. It's still chugging all, man. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. Any, any form you want to. So uh, it's still the winner 120-some years later is the way I look at it. And in the foreseeable future, they're going to keep throwing things at it, but it, it's going to be the winner for a while. Yeah, I think so, too. So, Kyle, what's in store this year for you? Uh, the charity ride and your podcast, any music in your plans? You know what? I'd like to be doing some music, but I, I'm chasing kids more than I'm playing music right sure. now, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, as soon as I hang up with you guys, I'm doing the carpool thing today. That's my driving duty now. There you go. i a cup driver to the carpool driver. <laughs> it is. You know, the charity ride comes up um, the, the 1st of May this year. We're really excited going from Deadwood. Um, Deadwood. South Dakota, we're coming down. We call it our Mara Icon Ride. And let me tell you what we're doing. Uh, because we're going to iconic places. We're going to Mount Rushmore. We're going to Indianapolis to the Speedway and cool. take a lap. Uh, we'll be at the Mississippi River for a while. Uh, we're going to Churchill Downs. We're going to the Corvette Museum. Uh, we're going to, to Bristol, Tennessee. We're just stopping at some iconic American places. Um, and we're really excited about this year's charity ride. Okay. Uh, I will say that. A lot of people. Heard, listen, i got to tell you. Uh, how can you not be excited when you got like Richard Petty, Donnie Allison, and Herschel McGriff, who's 96 years old, will yeah. get on a motorcycle, yeah. he's going to ride his bike, and ride yeah. with you got three Hall of Famers, so, yeah, when you, when, when you have a ride, you have those guys, it's pretty, pretty fun. That, that, I would say so. So we need to have you back uh, sometime in April to tell us about the, uh, you know, how people can book that, and, and uh, you know, participate in the ride and and if they can't participate help out in other ways how are how can folks keep up with what kyle petty's doing yeah you can go listen follow me on twitter because i'm mouthy uh, <laughs> but i will tell you what we've done uh this year this is our 75th anniversary this is my family's 75th anniversary and in, in, in the sport last year was nascar's nascar was formed in 48 my grand granddad ran that first race in 49 so this is our, our 75th anniversary 
and we have started a YouTube channel. It's called Petty Family Racing. Cool. Um, and um, my sister, she goes to the museum and picks out a couple of items and talks about them uh, probably once a week. We're doing a podcast with my uncle's, my uncle's uh, sons called Petty Brothers. Uh, it's a Petty Brother podcast. They, they have their own YouTube channel. We put one segment on on Monday, and then our segment goes up on Wednesday. Uh, my dad is doing a lot of stuff with trophies and a lot of stuff. And we're just going through our family history. Uh, all year long this year on, on a YouTube channel. So follow us on the YouTube channel and subscribe to that. Watch that, and you'll you'll. There's some interesting stuff that's already up there. Uh, that that's just informative stuff we've never really shown and stuff that we've never really told. So it's more of a, a family history of all of us. But you can do that or follow me at uh, at the charity ride or at Victory Junction. Man, always at camp. You can follow us. Oh yeah. All right. Great stuff, Kyle Petty. Kyle, thanks for taking the time to uh, you know. Uh, be with us here at Bud's Garage, man. We look forward to talking to you uh, sometime in April, maybe about the charity ride and getting some more updates on that, okay? Thank you, guys. I appreciate it, man. Hey, we appreciate it. Now go get those kids. <laughs> I'll go get them, man. I'll go <laughs> slow, I promise. All right. Thanks. We'll be right back here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's new stock, WDUN. W-D-U-N. <laughs> yeah, that's where we're at. Always here, always local. Right. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Oakwood Tire and More and Complete Auto Parts. Where the pros and the folks who know go for parts, tires, and service. Yeah. Back again. One one more segment. Do you wanna you wanna jump on this VinFast thing real quick? Or you, oh, yeah. Is it too <laughs> is it too much material? No, it's not too much material. I don't need the material anyway. What's the material good for? I mean, well, it's, they're they're coming out is, with they're coming out with some new. They're coming just out with a a, of them, supposedly yeah. a pickup truck and, and a little then uh, a small, looks like a little, little international harvester scout. It's smaller than that. It's yeah. it's about the size of a Mini Cooper. Oh really? Yeah, it's tiny. But this gets you more wound up than Carlos Ghosn. Well, because everything what they have actually built and put on the street has all been recalled. Uh, it's been panned by the automotive press as, uh, you know, drivability, comfort, blah, blah, blah. Build quality. Build it's quality. It's a Viet- Vietnamese startup company. Right, right. And I'm not against them. I hope they, they got a Vietnamese billionaire over there who intends to put these on the street. That's great. But then he got the governor of North Carolina to buy into his dream. Right. And I say buy into it. Buy being the <laughs> operative word. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they, uh, you know, they tore down a bunch of places in North Carolina so they could make a road straight from the interstate to the condemned places, including yeah, an right. 1800s church, yep. of all things. They're developing this land that the that the government's pretty much given them, yep. the North state of North Carolina, and uh, there's been uh, environmental issues Bill, with the clearing the, the of the land. Oxygen tank. <laughs> So, but, but they, but there's still every day I look on the internet and there's like the next blurb from VinFast about what's the next vehicle. So the little pickup truck is, uh, they designed it after, uh, superhero comic characters, they said. Oh, really? Yes. Well, then that makes it official, doesn't it? <laughs> 
It is a cool truck, though. I yeah, mean, the pictures well, of it that well, I saw yeah, are kind of I mean, cool looking. Yeah, there's pictures of a lot of stuff I've seen that are cool, but that yeah, doesn't no, make Yeah, when it makes it to production, it's not quite yeah, as cool. Yeah, right. And, and this little SUV, they say it'll have, like, it's 125 inches long. How long is that? Uh, 125 ten inches. Ten feet. do math. Yeah, uh, yeah, ten right. feet. Yeah, ten feet. That is pretty small. That is pretty small. And it's supposed to be front seats and rear, supposed to have rear seat passengers? It's like a one and a half of a smart car. Right. Again, it's about the size of the Mini Cooper. Yeah. Very small. And it's electric, right? Right. It's electric. And so it's where got in a, the world are they putting the batteries in? A 125-mile range. Okay. That's for the city dwellers. Yeah, and it's supposed to be under 20000 bucks, and that's going to be the big draw because everybody's going to want it. You, you can have two, so when the first one discharges you can have the second well, the first one, one, one there. The first one quits he takes spare parts off. yeah we had a now. different saying for that but i'm not allowed to say it okay. on the radio right. well so. you, what you'll have in new york city is all these extension cords hanging out of the windows of apartments plugged into these little cars right 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 we saw an advertisement online yesterday for uh, if you want to set up a charging station at your business only three thousand dollars really it looks like a speaker from a drive-in theater Okay. Is what the thing is. So now I don't know what it takes to actually install it into a parking spot. Well, that's well, that's part of the problem with some of the superchargers. You, you could spend $100,000 putting one in a in a uh, convenience store parking lot, and that takes up the place of a car to park for somebody that might want to come in and buy something. Right. And, and the way my mm-hmm. customers are, they, they're probably going to get bumped off the job <laughs> in the first week. <laughs> All right. Last last week, are, are, do you want to do you want to wrap that up or you no, want to keep going? No, 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 no. Go to your local VinFast dealer if you can find one and check out all. Well, of they've the... got some. They've got some new ones now. Like yeah, New York, Texas. Uh-huh. Uh, they're starting to put them everywhere. I guess. Yeah. Okay. I can't wait to see them. <laughs> You're really enthused about this car, aren't you? Oh come on! We got enough junk floating around the streets already. Do we really uh-huh. need this? Well, last week you informed us that you keep a can of this in your bathroom, and I don't. I'm, I'm just going to let that go. Uh, we talked about WD forty, WD forty, yeah, the WD right. being for mm. water displacement. Mm-hmm. And you were right. We were talking about plastic, and we had a guest in last week, Brandon Reed from a uh-huh. grad of uh, Lanier Technical College, and he said, "Well, how come the nozzles plastic?" See, we talked. We taught these guys to think out of the box. Right. Right. Anyway. Uh, well, we talked about it being a water displacement that was used in the space industry, et cetera, et cetera. So as I'm looking and I see all this WD-40, I'm thinking, well, how about PB Blaster? Where's right. that on the, on the charts? So I did some research into PB Blaster. Okay. Now, PB Blaster is different because it was born in Cleveland, Ohio, in the Rust Belt. Mm-hmm. But that's not the reason it was born. William Wesley started Blaster, the apostrophe Laster Chemical Company by developing the original PB Blaster in response to a problem his friend was having. Right. How many friends do you have with a phosphate mine? <laughs> Let me think. <laughs> phosphate, <laughs> a phosphate mine in Florida. Their mining mm. equipment could not be taken apart right. for maintenance and repaired because of the buildup of corrosion, which is where the PB comes from, and moisture. Nothing could break the corrosion until PB Blaster. This stuff is 50 years old, and now they have, oh, man, they got so much stuff. You go to the PB Blaster site. I use it in my parts washer because it's really good stuff, yeah. uh, the stuff made for parts washers. And uh, they, they make over 
50,000 cans daily of their products. Wow. You know, that's different lubricants and things like that. Yeah. But this this came from this problem with getting the corrosion off, mm. and it is a solvent and a lubricant, if you will. Right. Where WD-40 was basically just a chemical solvent. Mm-hmm. This, I don't know what the magic is in it, but... Uh, but it sure does penetrate. It I mean, sure does I penetrate. Have, I have taken some seriously frozen nuts and bolts and sprayed some PB blaster on them and come back an hour later, and it's like someone else came in and loosened them for me. Right. Because Without they, a torch. Right. Without a torch. Well, you got to be careful with some of this stuff. You know, if you combine the torch and the... And the PB blaster, that's never a good combination. You, no, you could have a fire. <laughs> yes, you could have a serious fire. But it does a great job. I just can't stand the smell of this stuff. I love the smell of it. A PB blaster. Yeah. Geez. You probably like to get def- differential fluid on your clothes, too, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, up north, we always used to mix uh, used motor oil and kerosene to and spray, spray it underneath on the, bo- the car. On the bottom of our well, car. Well, one yeah. time... There was this one time, one time when I had this bucket full of differential oil, old oil that I'd uh, taken out of the no, differential, no, no, and no, I no. mistakenly mixed that with kerosene. Uh, no. And my 69 Cougar smelled like differential oil from For that the rest day of its forward. Life. Right, right. I had to uh, actually get some incense and burn it inside the car, you know. To, you t- you just you're you're like a pyromaniac and and driving around in your car. Oh, I, not well. Okay. Well, hopefully you didn't take your car through Extreme Clean Auto Spa back no. then. No, because they, they weren't around. They would they would have chased you. They would have chased you out. Uh huh. But if you want to get everything clean on your car, including the chassis, unless you've sprayed it with gear oil, right? You know, stop and see our friends on White Sulphur Road mm-hmm. or over on Brownsbridge Drive. Brownsbridge Road uh, here in Gainesville. Uh, Extreme Clean Auto Spa. You can get uh, memberships. Uh, they do a great job, and you can come come in every day. Bill gets Rupert, his escape. Right. And you can take your full-size pickup or full-size SUV through. Yep. yep. And it, I, whenever I come back from West Virginia from a trip, and I've been up there in the winter, and it's been some oh, road, yeah. so I yep. always go through directly. Yep. So Absolutely. that I can get the underneath washed. Get it good and clean. Yeah, right. And at the one on Browns Bridge Road, you can actually take a dually through. Which oh, is, right. You know, it doesn't have tracks or anything like that. And a dually is just a job to clean. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Remember, to check them out at Extreme Clean Auto Spa. Okay. All right. Got a classic muscle car? That you haven't sprayed transmission or gear oil all over and you're trying to restore it? Where are you going, Well, Tim? you're going to the muscle car experts at Year One in Cornelia, Georgia, who provide our podcast. And if you miss any of this great information, you can go to AccessWDUN, click the links, hit the buttons, and listen to the show at your convenience. Or you can go to your favorite podcast site and listen to the show anytime you want. And that's brought to you by the muscle car experts at Year One in Cornelia, Georgia, who are restoring American performance. You know, I saw the new um, Dark Horse at uh, Green Ford, new Dark Horse Mustang. Oh, yeah. And one of the things Aaron showed me in it um, was the digital dash Uh where it's got, you can go into it and have it have like a classic 1965 dash in it by pressing a button. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, they sell similar stuff Uh at 
year one. Right. Dakota Digital Gauges. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they have autometer gauges and all of those, the uh, uh, non-digital gauges, uh, analog gauges. Right. And uh, mechanical and electrical. And anything else you can possibly dream of to restore your classic muscle car. Oh, yeah. Check them out at year1.com. In the meantime, DJ Bill, let's keep it between the ditches, shiny side up. We will see you next week right here at Bud's Garage on AM 515 FM 102.9. WDUN. We're always here, always local.